What is up, everybody? We are on location yet again for another episode of Rick for Dirt. I believe this brings us to number... 13. 13. Damn. Yep. Time flies. Time does fly. So today, <laughs> we are at the Truck Flicks and Chill event put on by OC Overland here in Long Beach, California, which I like to say is where I grew up. Really? Yeah, Long Beach. Oh, that's right. You did say that. The you dirty grew up- streets of Long Beach, downtown. Yeah, yeah. I remember Before that. Before it was all pretty the with the Pike renovation and... How downtown is now? Yeah, yep. back in yep. the day, you could hook up an eighth and a and a and a blowy. Right. <laughs> so, so now now you could actually go get some craft coffee, right. beer, and now have a good time with your family. It's fancy now. It's fancy. Now. It's fancy now, which yeah. is a good thing. We like that. So, anyways, we're here in Long Beach, and it's a great turnout for yet another awesome group of Overlanders coming together, to show off the rigs, all the money they spent. Uh, all their upset wives and spouses, <laughs> and uh, here Buying we are. all this gear. Yeah, you know what? I've been um, I've been working with the OC Overland guys now for probably. I mean, since the beginning. Yeah. Since their account had like ten likes. Right on. You know, ten fans, and uh, you know, I remember going to their house when they did their first meetup at their house. It was just a straight up barbecue. That's cool. And it was like thirteen people or fourteen people showed up, and it was. I mean, to see them kind of grow into what they're doing now, and the amount of good that they do by collecting. For different nonprofits, um, yep. whether it's you know toys for kids, food for the homeless, uh, jackets, you know, I mean, they've really kind of leveraged this community in in the right way. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, and and it's it's funny the Overland community seems to always be wanting to do some kind of good because like, right. um, you know, be, whether it's a cleanup, it's a camp food drive, it's coming together for a cause, yeah. People are very emotionally invested in all yeah. kinds of stuff here. Yeah, I think that's true for most of the off-road community. It's a very giving community, right? So it's always awesome to kind of be able to come to one of these events. So we are we are here on the heels of another great epic journey. Oh my gosh! This it, time in Arizona, like the way out was epic. Being there was right. incredible, and then coming back was epic. So we should just start at the beginning, like we should always do. Yeah, I know. On episode eleven, we discussed a little bit about the the road up and how right. we caravan up here with uh brad uh rob nick jordan jillian yourself right. randy me um massive casey exodus to uh overland expo west with 511 tactical uh but we didn't really cover some of the details the the things that really made the trail unique and aside from the the little secret camping spots that uh jillian and brad shared with us right um on that first day we also got the opportunity to do a couple cool things one was the Diablo drop-off. Yeah. I believe you I missed, missed that, that one, yeah, unfortunately. I was so bummed because that was like one of the things that I wanted to be sure that I made. And that was one of the biggest reasons for the push to have the truck done. Right. For those of you who did not tune in on the on episode 10, Frank, uh, or 11, Frank was under was undergoing a massive uh, rebuild on his suspension uh, yeah. with like Camberg and King suspension. All with the help of Rebel Off-Road. Yeah, it was a huge time crunch. But he thought he was going to get it all done in a week. I thought for sure it would be done in a week. And then, and we'll talk, we'll get into that because... Whenever you think a, for sure, add a couple days, right? Oh, 100%. It's a, it's a lesson that I think everyone needs to know. And if you can learn from my mistake, then I think you'll be better off for it. Because <laughs> it's been a week since Expo, but you were still dealing with stuff oh, even up dealing, to yeah, yesterday. Or you still are. I was still running around yeah. town and I'm, there's still a couple of things I got to finish up. Uh, you know, so it's, yeah, we'll definitely get into that because there's a whole like life lesson. And I, yeah. think, and I think beyond just building a truck, there's just life lessons there in general. <laughs> Learn from our mistakes. Totally. <laughs> children out there. Um, so yeah, 
on the on the trail, especially not to rub it in, but the day that you missed out, we did a lot of stuff. I know, I know. Part of it was the Diablo drop off, which now um, having done some stuff was was just a fun little downhill. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. For when some you, of the when guys you've who done the stuff that you did yeah. in the lab, you're like, oh, that was cute. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Uh, but for some of the guys, especially like uh, the 511 truck, one of the employees was driving that out. Yeah. Um, they were like, what the hell? They, it was like an insurmountable obstacle. Oh, totally. Which it's- made them get that awesome self-accomplished feeling once they once they finished it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and that's it's just always cool to see it. It was like a lot of it was like I think what was unique about that obstacle is it's all sand. So it yeah. does add in some variables where even if you stop, you don't totally stop. No, you're, you're, it's, it's a controlled slide. Yeah, it's a controlled yeah. slide. And, you know, it's just a different way or of at driving. at least you hope it's a controlled slide. <laughs> sure, right? Uh, but no, everyone got down with no incident. Um, throughout the trail, the 511 Tacoma did get put through its paces. Yeah. yeah at really one did. point, I think, I think by the time some of the stuff started falling off, you were with us. Yeah. But... On that first day, I think we lost the, a couple of the fiberglass pieces underneath the oh, headlights. I heard about that. I heard about some of the fiberglass pieces and the fenders getting coming unsnapped. Right. And then on that second day, the entire oil fill assembly, the nozzle, the, that little elbow that connects to the manifold, right. snapped, just sheared off. Yep. You were yep. there for that, I was there right? for that. Yep. So, you know, Rob, Rob with the eagle eye. Oh, my gosh. The fact that he spotted it. And we talked about it briefly in episode 11, but, yeah. I mean... Here's the thing, right? And I think Rob, the, the guy that spotted it, also said something that is very, very true, and most of us do know for a fact to be true, and it's that, you know, speed, there's two things that are going to ruin or at least put your truck to the test, right? The first one is speed. Like, speed in off-roading is, you want to talk about, like, putting your truck through the ringer and seeing if something's going to break. Right. Speed is going to do it. And the second On thing that is- corrugated uh, The road, second thing yeah. is washboards. Yep. Washboards will will shake the ever-living life out of your truck. And if anything is going to snap, come loose, fall off, break, it's going to happen yeah, on Yeah, like washboards. your fillings in your teeth. Oh, yeah. totally. Like, there's anything that any... Those are the two things yeah, that, will, that will for sure show any weak spots on your truck. Yep. In case you guys hear us say, help yourself or go for it. Yeah. Uh, we, are, <laughs> we are manning the unofficial official KC booth yeah, here. Yeah, we're pulling double duty. <laughs> OC uh, Overland event. And we've oh, got yeah, stickers and, and kids. koozies. And <laughs> we're giving out that discount code, RFD20. So you guys can you guys can use that too. And I'm watching two boys. So right. <laughs> we've, there's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. Ashton, get out of here. Yeah, I'll tie your pants for you. That's, that's my five-year-old right now asking me to tie the drawstring on his pants. Um, so, okay. So that first day, we... Uh, <laughs> that first day we uh, we lost some parts on the Toyota we went down that uh, Diablo drop off and then we went into these really cool mud caves oh right right the mud caves which kind of really popular spot in Anza it kind of freaked me out like, did it really dude I mean <laughs> you're in there and all you're seeing is just like did we cover this in 11 at all a little all? bit but a little bit really go into it but detailed. like it's all brittle yeah. It all looks brittle. It all looks like at any moment like it would collapse on you. It could collapse yeah. on you. <laughs> and it was it was really sketchy and but it was so nice in there, like you totally camp out. It was like a nice seventy something degrees. Like yeah. outside it was like ninety plus it's into perfect, the three digits. Perfect weather. There's perfect weather in there. Yeah. I mean you might end up with some lung disease, but at least it's nice and cozy. <laughs> I will say you can take confidence in that the mud caves um, have stood the test of time. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean, it's they've well been there forever, yeah. For sure. So um, and then there was uh, 
then there were the windswept arches, the the sandstone arches. Yeah. So yeah, those are awesome. Which was really funny because we saw the entire group. So I hung back with the photographer Ryan, and uh, and we we kind of hung back. I was doing some stuff. We were talking about photos that we needed to get, and the rest of the group, like uh, Brad, Jillian, uh, I think Jordan, Nick, they all they all took off in another direction. And Ryan looks at me, and he was the youngest of the group. He was like 19. Yeah. yeah. And we gave him a little. We, it was just like the running joke. Um, like he's 19, he can't talk. But he's I'm like, like your kid brother, basically. Well, no, kid, the right? guy's hella smart. <laughs> so he's like, they're going the wrong way. I'm like, you should have said something. Oh, he's like, oh, well, no one's really listening to me. I'm younger. I'm like, dude, that's bullshit. You should just speak up. If you right. know better, speak up. Anyways, so we started like, we might as well go find them, and we start walking down this like you know ravine towards the group, and they start coming back towards us, and we're like, how was it? They're like, oh yeah, it was great, and. Basically, they had walked, realized they were going the wrong direction and come back. <laughs> I'm like, Ryan's going to lead now. Yeah, and so Ryan's Ryan took us and within like, you know, they had walked like a good 15 minutes. It took us five minutes to actually get there. Like funny. the other direction. <laughs> He's like, you could see him from here in like a totally different direction. Right. <laughs> so when we got up there, it was really cool. Uh, the moon was about to get full. It was like a couple days till full. So we had a beautiful moon like on top of one of the... Uh, on top of uh, one of those uh, arches and I... I got to do one of those cool little Instagram photos where I like lean my elbow on the moon. We'll have, oh, we'll have to right. post it up on, yeah. on the gram. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that was that was fun. Yeah, it's what was um, fun. Anyways, so from there, we, we ended up camping out the first night. Really nice campsite. Um, the highlight of camp was, A, we had a pretty impressive bar. We had shelter distillery. We had a couple, couple types of bourbon. Um, you would have thought we were all alcoholics. But and that's one thing that's really funny because... There's two things that we never ever miss when we go on a trip. Drinking, it's drinking, and food. Yep. Like those are always. Because I'm about to talk about food. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why wouldn't we? Right? It's a podcast. Why wouldn't we talk about food? So, <laughs> so, I mean, I would eventually get sick of cooking on this trip because I cooked for like the entire seven days. Yeah. But, but I, I loved it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's always nice to feed people. But that first night, we we cooked a, a pretty bomb meal. Uh, we had basically uh, Brinner. As as uh, Brad from Trail oh, Recon and his wife fun. like to call it. Yep. Um, but I made breakfast for dinner. It was a it was a nice little scramble and burritos. Um, and then we had second dinner around eleven o'clock at night, where Nick and Jordan and Jillian. I was about to go to bed, and then like I can't remember if it was Nick, Jordan, or who they they come and grab me from my tent. They're like, "Hey, we're cooking. Come have a quesadilla." I'm like, "Dude, it's like eleven o'clock. All right." Got I got some awesome shots of the three of them like cooking it up and then uh yeah uh, jordan was straight up busted out the carnita carnesada oh wow uh carnesada with uh, i think it was actually an al pastor come to think of it tortillas and yeah we basically That's made quesadillas these massive quesadillas i don't even know how i fit all the food yeah this week that last week uh, we into my well. stomach it, we, we ate, ate really well. well yeah um but yeah and then the following day we met up with you and i think we talked about that yeah on episode 11 yep. when you kind of picked up with us um and then Expo itself, we had a, we had a couple of different experiences. I was for the most part with the Five Eleven booth, right, right, because I was representing Five Eleven Tactical. By that time, it became all work, right. Um, did we discuss Dogtown Beach or Dogtown Lake? No, Dogtown no, Lake we, was pretty I mean, awesome. We went into it in the sense that we said like we we camped there right before the tail the, the Casey tailgate party, so and we talked about all that. Let's do that. So let's go. We'll talk about Dogtown Lake for the guys who are listening right now because I don't think they all fully understood how sure. amazing it was with the four-wheeler network was out there too with their party and then we'll go into the tailgate party oh. 
got the uh, local sheriff's department buzzing us right yeah, it's now. Long <laughs> it's, it's Long that's, Beach. It's Long Beach. That's a common occurrence in Long Beach. <laughs> oh, and there's yep. the siren. <laughs> yep, that's Long Beach. And so, and then, uh, are they circling over us? I think they are circling over oh, us. Oh, yeah, they are circling over us. That's hilarious. Somebody may have not have pulled a permit. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> think we're about to get kicked out of this we, location. We might be missing a permit out here. Anyways. Yeah, he's he's doing laps around oh, us. Oh, he's tight, too. He's only like a good like 40 feet up. He's tight. Check it out, Ashton. Ashton, look. Look. Oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, that's everyone got quiet. Like, yeah, like everyone, dad just slapped mom across the, the entire, dinner table. Yeah, the entire <laughs> everyone's out on the sidewalk now watching the helicopter do circles. Yeah. Like, what is this guy doing? Right. <laughs> Hoping he doesn't crash. So, you know, one of the things, I mean, I know this isn't super interesting to you guys. You guys can hear it in the background, but sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, so one of the cool spots, I think I think that Ollie, we should plan a trip back to Dogtown Lake and do a trip with like a rig for dirt thing? Yeah, there's uh, something coming up actually. And uh, I think we're thinking July, August with KC. All right. Uh, plan it to be planned, um, but I believe it will find us back at Dogtown Lake for a, for a pretty epic event. So stay yeah, tuned that for that. Place, that place is, is absolutely gorgeous. So when and if and when that comes around, like you guys need to jump on it because that place is not to be missed. I think by the time this episode comes out, the word should close. be out. Yeah, yeah. The, the word should be out because we'll be close to August. Um, but anyways, yeah, Dogtown Lake is beautiful. If you're ever in the Williams, Arizona area, highly recommend checking that place out. Um, just great campsites. Can't really go wrong. And uh, beautiful lake. Yeah, uh, lake is awesome. Again, I think oh, I... and the Ospreys. Yeah, I mentioned it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Ospreys, like you're, you're, you're out there and you're, you're, you're sitting on the lake just kind of watching and all of a sudden these catching Ospreys fish are nose right. diving. Yeah, yep. and they're just pulling fish out of the lake. I mean supreme fisher birds fishermen <laughs> fisher birds anglers i don't, I don't know <laughs> it was um, just so rad to see i wish i had a longer lens on my camera nature yeah 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 um and then after that the following day i took off to go set up at the booth right at an expo right. you went on to have a different experience why did you talk about like yeah. what your day looked like so for me i wasn't there like really working i was there as kind of someone experiencing expo right you know overland expo west and it was it was incredible i mean one just being able to see everyone together and people that we knew um with different brands and just relationships that we had built over time and it's the only thing the only i can't even begin to explain the size of this place i mean it i was there for three days and i did not cover every aisle that was in this place it was absolutely incredible um and then you just meet so many people. Um, one of the coolest things that I told the folks from uh, Overland Bound was um, that was actually one of the coolest things about being a part of Overland Bound was that normally you'd go to an event this size and you'd probably just be by yourself or with a couple of friends, right? Right, and kind of being a member and kind of of Overland Bound, it was like you had this instant built-in community at Expo. So like everywhere I was going, I was coming across people that were members and they were introducing me to other people and kind of getting the you know the lay of the land and it was it was cool and the products are hold on your wallet man because there's so much cool stuff there oh you're talking about expo itself yeah yeah how about how about the because you spent some time before the casey tailgate on that thursday yeah before the expo actually got going at the at the tailgate well you had a, you had an entire day 
before yeah. we even got to the tailgate, right? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there pretty much at KC all day. You were you were at the headquarters, right? I was at the headquarters. Yeah. How was so, how was that? So I left the lake pretty early, um, and I went to the headquarters, um, and I hung out with the team there. We got a whole like probably the coolest thing was I got to sit with the LA crew in one of okay. their conference rooms, and they were all set up. And I mean, it goes back to what we've been saying kind of time and time again how it's like a big family. And they, I was walking by trying to find a place to like put my laptop down so I could get some pictures done and processed. And um, they immediately reached out. They were like, hey, do you need somewhere to sit? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, hey, come in here, come in here. They yeah, wired up. They the, just brought you right oh, in. Oh, totally. They put up a chair. They, they set me up at the conference room table, Wi-Fi, power, the whole nine <laughs> nice. yards. I was instantly part of the team. We were talking about like different ads they were going to run and like how they were going to modify the website. It was like instant just embedded in the team instantly and it was it was like i'd been there all the time well for me i mean being part of kcn 511 on this trip the the kc component was awesome especially once we so i'll back up a little bit i I got to the actual expo uh on the day before that thursday the event wasn't actually running it was just a setup day we set up the booth met up with the rest of the 511 team got everything dialed in and then and then i bailed out to come to the tailgate and upon arriving, it was just like, immediately I saw Taylor. Taylor is like high fives all around, right? Right, right. He's all, we already got your spot, like like waiting for you. I yep. mean, it was just such a such a, a warm welcome, um, which has always been the case with this whole group. Yeah. And yeah. so I got there, I'm like, oh, okay, back, back with family, you know, yep, from exactly. one family to the other. And then got in, parked. And, it's, and, it, and immediately it was just like, okay, there's a friend, there's a friend, there's a friend. And right. started <laughs> s- slapping high fives. And uh, they, had, uh, they had dinner catered. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee was on hand uh, uh, serving up coffee. Were they doing the whiskey too? Yeah. And they were doing the they whiskey. They were doing the, the whiskey. Yeah. whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff was <laughs> pretty bomb. We had that at the 511 booth at one point. We did a tasting with Jillian. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a really good time. And a uh, lot, of, lot of awesome rigs on display. A lot of awesome rigs, yeah. I mean, um, even the Black Rifle coffee rig, holy dude, power. that Unimog thing, what? yeah, yeah, just that, this and, monstrosity and of coffee. And then it's got like 15-inch subwoofers mounted to the side, like just these giant speakers that are just pumping. I and mean, it's it's a party on wheels. Such great guys. Caffeinated party on wheels. They they allowed me to steal some bags of coffee, which yeah. I was very <laughs> grateful for. We'll get to that later. Yeah. So they had uh, the Let's Leave Your Whiskey too, right? Yes, they did. Yep, they were serving some of those up, and man. That was that was a surprisingly good combination. I was not expecting that, but I think I found a the coffee with the whiskey. Yeah, were they mixing them together? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, they yeah. Were, I missed out on that. Yeah, they were making like the spiked coffee, and it was like delicious. That's like, rad. Totally not what I expected to taste. Their version of like an Irish coffee, exactly. Almost. Yep. And but I found one better. I found like so I went up there and I was walking up to order my coffee, and I noticed in the back corner of their truck on the on on the bar, they had a box of horchata mix. Horchata, okay. Yeah, and nice. I said, like, I was like, what's that for? Like, why do you guys have horchata? Yeah. Like, yeah. we're in the middle of Arizona, for one. And two, like, it's a coffee. You guys are making espressos and lattes and whatnot, right? And I go, why do you guys have horchata mix? And he goes, it's for horchata lattes. Horchata lattes? I said, okay. what? He's like, yeah. And he told me about it. I go, can you make one iced? And he goes, absolutely. And I go, nice. well, then I'm having that. And <laughs> sure enough, I mean, he makes the espresso shots, puts the ice in there, pours the, or- the horchata mix yeah. in, shakes it up. And I mean... Good Lord, talk about a mind-blowing experience. Like, what just happened? I mean, right. it was like, I'm 
I'm so good. That's gonna how that's how I'm gonna drink coffee from now on. That's straight awesome. up. It's the best thing I've ever had. That's so rad. It was so good. I'm tripping out right now. Uh, watching my kid run across to the Scottle booth, yeah. the Tempo Test Scottle booth, and uh, we've got uh, the gentleman over there uh, from Tempo Test cooking oh, he's it up. Tacos, yeah. He's making the tacos, and and Ashley keeps walking up and eating the onion, the raw onion that oh. he has. <laughs> he's got that raw sweet onion. So you like that onion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like onion. What? Right. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. They like I, what I, I think. What I like about these Overland uh, kind of meetups, even though they're in parking lots or yeah. in this case a dealership, people are still kind of pulling out yeah. what we do. They pull out their gear and they, they pull out the show gear. the experience, yep. right? You kind of get to have your experience. And I look at these. I know people like like to sometimes you know criticize about these things happening in parking lots, but the fact of the matter is, like, <laughs> look, man, this is where we live, right? So. I look at this as an introduction to people who are tippy-toeing into overlanding or intimidated give by overlanding. Idea, yep. Give them an idea. Like, yep. one, it's a super open, welcoming community. And two, this is where you get to see all the gear and kind of understand how it works and meet the people behind the gear. Right. Because most of these are small mom-and-pop businesses. They're not totally. big corporations. Well, Tempo Task is all family-owned. Exactly. Like, the entire family pitches in. I mean, yeah. Look at Goose Gear. Yep. Right? Like, a lot of these brands, Rego, like, a lot of these brands that are here, like you think that they're big, these big Switch Pro, not Switch Pro. Sorry, what's the um, S Pod? S Pod, right? huge family brand. Yeah, huge actually, S Pod, S Pod is a good example of a family brand that turned into like almost like a corp- corporate brand. Like right. they're like very well branded, yep. very well structured, uh, but they've managed. It's kind of in and out. Exactly. They've managed to still keep it well, in the family. I talked to I talked to the owner at at Overland Expo, and I said, "Hey, so I have some questions. You know, who do I talk to for support?" And he gave me his business card, and he goes, "Me." And I go, yeah. he goes, I'm the owner. And I go, that's I'm awesome. also customer service. And I was yep. like, what? Yep. Like he's so rad. Yeah. So rad. Like that's like, it, there's very few companies where you get that kind of like direct access. And that's the one thing I think I like, you know, another thing that I like a lot about this community is that these companies are all doing cool things, but they're also keeping it humble and keeping it small. Well, I mean, massive tangent, right? We were known for our tangents, but yeah. <laughs> like the Overland community has grown so quickly from like a very, very, very roots kind of core group. Right, right. That, yeah, you're seeing a lot of these companies that are starting up like as family businesses, which in 10 years, no one will maybe fully remember yeah. how they started. How small they were. How small they were, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's cool, it's, it's, it's very cool to be on like the beginning of a full movement. At least in this country, right? Like yeah. in this country, the movement is kind of like starting to really gain momentum. And it's just, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time to be into off-roading and overlanding and all that kind of stuff. All right, so horchata lattes. Horchata lattes, got to try them. Lachatas. Yeah, if you want some more information, just shoot me a DM. Hor lattes. Oh, yeah. Uh, however you want to say it. you want to say it. Shoot me a DM. Um, the recipe is super easy. It's basically horchata mix in the, in the, in the, in the, in the coffee. Um, but if you want to know which kind of horchata mix, I found it. Uh, just shoot me a DM. And then, uh, so the tailgate kind of uh, went on and we pretty much closed it out uh, as people started to leave. We eventually made our way out. Uh, One cool thing that kind of happened when we got to the KC facility um, that I forgot to mention is we got the full tour. Yeah. Oh, man. The whole inside out tour of KC highlights. It was pretty rad. One of our, the photo shoot that we had done with uh, uh, Randy, Adam and Ryan that we were on uh, with Brad from Tierra del Sol, we saw the poster up in the 
in the main entryway. Not even a poster. It was like one of those like giant like uh, like it was printed on canvas. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like the print, the yeah. massive print. Yeah, the massive print. Like it was, it was so cool to walk in and see Kate the Jeep and Trucky. Yeah, dude. Like on the wall like, with okay. Adam and Bradley. Like, like we are, we are definitely set as part of this, yeah, you know, family. Yeah, you're a big giant like print print on the wall walking <laughs> into the lobby of KC, and you're just like, that's us. Like that's it was like one of those proud moments. Oh my gosh, yeah. it was. And just you know, for me, it was just like, oh man, that's I, that's so much more than I deserve. <laughs> I believe, uh, God, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Ron who took us through uh, the yeah. facility. Yeah, and he was so well spoken, and you could tell he had a lot oh, of he years. He knew that place with, like, back like hand. inside and out, inside and out. We got to see the assembly line for uh, the Gravity Sixes and. Um, just see oh, what a clean, yeah, what a clean tight ship that they uh, was at the daylighter. Daylighters, yeah, the gravity sixes are the only ones that are made in the LA. In the LA office, that's yeah. right. They assemble them there. They assemble yep. them in LA. Everything yep. else comes out of Williams. But the cool thing is they're all assembled here in the U.S. Right, so all those lights are assembled here. They're packaged here and um, and they're shipped. So if you order, for example, if you order like. Uh, some cyclones or something yep. like that, and then you order the Gravity Pro Sixes. You're gonna get two shipments because the Gravity Pro Sixes. <laughs> so yeah, everything is made out of like the you know the two facilities, and it's it's a it's it was really cool to see, like you said, the assembly line of like watching these people putting them together and getting it all done, and you know, the other cool thing was the history on the walls. Yep. Yep, all those retro ads. And oh like, my gosh, dude, there were so many ideas. They've got those. They've got these stripes at KC that I like. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, all right, this has to become a part of, yep, of what it's we do. It's like they're, it's like they're yellow, orange. They had like a three stripe one. Yeah. They have the two stripe one on their koozies. Then they have that like you know the blue with the stripes. Yep. Um, all those old retro styles. They've they've actually applied it to their koozies right now, and. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that yeah. uh, moving forward. We should absolutely yep. see a lot more of that. It's it's pretty rad. So rad. And then uh, and then yeah, so we got the the back room uh, tour and uh, they opened it up for showers for us. We were kind of pretty rank coming off of three days on the trail. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I I justified the lack of shower because I jumped into the Colorado River. Oh, that was which awesome. we did on the way. Well, I jumped in. Yeah, we yep. all jumped in. That was awesome. That was like. That was so perfect river. for that moment. Yeah, like the, it was it was triple digits, and we found this cool little beach uh, at this at this state park. I think it was Cattail. I think it was called Cattail State Park. Yep. Randy just hooked it up, paid yeah. for everybody's paid trucks for everyone, to get in. Yeah, paid for all the trucks to get in. We had lunch there on the beach, you know, because we all had our our coolers and whatnot, refrigerators. Yep. And and then we just like literally stripped down and got in the water. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, dude, we're here. There's no way we're not getting into the water. And the temperature was like perfect. Perfect. Like it was so hot. Oh man. And the water was just like just chill and that was like for me yeah. that was like back to my childhood because we used to go to the colorado river all the time when i was a kid and to be able to jump back in it was just oh it was perfect i remember at one point you were like i don't have uh i don't have swim trucks right like, dude <laughs> boxers go boxers go just just yeah. do it there's no so, one else here it it's so just great. us let's just go and luckily time. i had a towel on the truck and it was game on it was we pretty a, awesome we had a couple of hair flip moments with uh nick and jillian yeah that know? was pretty good um, <laughs> see who could do the hair flip the best there were no hair flips for me <laughs> have no hair <laughs> and uh yeah so i mean like again we just i keep i keep remembering these like different moments that i know right we're jumping around a lot like between like what happened in the expo and what happened in the drive out but there was just so many little moments there where so much yeah where it all happened like this is the, one of those trips that you know you're going to remember for a lifetime and I, I i wish we could have brought more people on it um for that reason so i know it's but if you next year if you go to expo you have to do something like this where you take a bunch of friends 
hit the trails, make the whole thing an adventure, and m either do it before or after Expo. It's so worth it. It is so cool. Absolutely. Um, so, again, off of the tailgate, the following day, uh, the, the Expo started. Yep. The Expo started again. Our paths diverged. Yep. I was at the 511 booth. You were at... Uh, you were, you were. I was running around doing running pictures. Around. Yeah, you were all over talking the place. to people, um, putting faces to names that I had met, you know, for a long time, and kind of, you know, attaching faces to them and having conversations and running around, and just overall experiencing Expo. You know, like I was also doing some stuff for Rigs and Coffee, like lining up some education yep. pieces um, for them, and and doing all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was it was exciting. I had a blast. I, I picked done. up a new knife. Keep it together. Okay, so you got your SE knife. I got my new SE knife. Like <laughs> I walked by and it was, I didn't even know they had a booth there. I just happened to come across it by chance. Okay, wait, talk about the booths. So last year it was, it was the quad area. It was the quad area where we were. And then it went into the, the asphalty kind of area. But then they extended boots into like that oh, grass way, field as well. I, I, yeah, what used to be kind of the overflow Insane. parking. For, it's so big. And I was just saying that earlier when, when you were walking off, like it was, you know, I was, we were there for three days, and I spent a, the, a larger part of those three, like, walking around, and I still didn't cover everything. I didn't even cover half of it. It was right. insane. Yeah, so, basically, I think last year it was around 15,000 tickets sold. Yeah. This year, they surpassed that by over five to 8,000 tickets. Yeah. So, the event went from 15 to 20 plus. Yeah, it was huge. And it's only grow it's growing consistently year over year over year. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, camping was fun too. I got to camp there with uh with some other people. I actually by chance. Yeah, who were you with? I happened I was with Randy and with Rob. Okay. Um, and by Very chance cool. where we where they found their camping spot was literally in the middle of like this massive overland bound crew. Sick. And it was like a big party every big night. Party. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. That is one thing say, I missed out on. Yeah, the camping at night is I mean you had a I mean you had to camp in the booth because your truck was there and your obviously your tent is with a truck yeah there was no party at the booth right <laughs> but like the campsites they get pretty fun they don't get i wouldn't say they get rowdy like it's not the kind of thing where you're not gonna be able to sleep but they're they're fun everyone kind of right. chills around the campfire tells their stories talks about the gear they bought that day um it's it, it's entertaining definitely it's an experience and i highly recommend anyone that goes out to expo if you've never done it before, do the camping. We had a rough experience. Oh, 100%. Because, <laughs> dude, the weather at Expo was, like, across the board. Like, it was it was everything from rain to hail to... This year. This year. Yeah. yeah. And that then it dropped crazy. down, like, 25 degrees that one night. Dude, 20, it was, like, so it was, like, 26. So I, the, my experience was substantially different. We had, uh, on, that, on that Friday, um, we had a surprising number of people come through the booth. Uh, which was so I'll back up a little bit. This has been like a year in the making for 511. Yeah Ever since really I would say last year expo when I when I went there I kind of was I was scouting it out for myself to get ideas of what I wanted to do with the Jeep because uh, K was stock back then and then I was also noticing that there were a lot of people wearing 511 as I was walking around the event and In seeing that it made me realize wow We should be here. Uh, I think one of the local stores had a very small just table set up I didn't even see him when I was there last year, but uh, I realized we really needed a proper presence. So this year was the culmination of a year of effort between building Kate, doing a ton of events, getting the name of 511 out there in association with over, uh, Overlanding and uh, the partnership with KC Highlights on the on the trip out there and different activations we're, we're planning on doing with KC. 
511 is really coming into its own and and it just makes sense because our our gear is kind of geared towards the adventure lifestyle um and the law enforcement community so that's why i was pushing it so hard and for me to see it all come to fruition uh was huge it was it was just it, seeing the amount of people coming through the booth seeing uh just the response that we had gotten and people actually buying stuff and you know me basically yelling uh, from the mountaintops to everyone at, at 5.11 like, hey, this makes sense. We need a beer. We need to do this. And having a little bit of opposition here and there from some people who just didn't understand what the idea was. And I think when I got back into the office the following week, we shared the sales numbers. We shared the traffic flow. We shared our experiences and the photos. It was a resounding success. Yeah, yeah. So that Friday for us was just the beginning of what was to be a great weekend. Um, to your point, the prior year, I camped out. I had an amazing time in the campground. I was right. with, again, Adam and Olaf, um, hanging out with those guys, had a great crew. Uh, I was actually in the middle of a Colorado crew. Like it was a bunch of ZR2s. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, last year and the weather was just amazing. Oh, wow. So I always heard that Arizona, you'll never really know what you get. Oh, totally. Especially, especially in Flagstaff. Right. So last year, awesome weather, nice warm days, decent nights. The following day, or the following event, this past event, was just cold, windy, temperamental. Right. The days were decent. The days were decent, yep. but The nights were so freaking cold. Definitely there was wind. The nights got chilly. And then, like, you know, when finally everything wrapped up and it was time to go home and everyone was packing up, it started to snow. Dude, it was, like, snowing. It was and raining, and then it was snowing. People at first were like, "Dude, it's snowing." No, it's not. No, it's like, not. <laughs> people were just like thinking you're they were, totally. They were in yeah, shock. No. <laughs> shock. Totally started snowing. And then the gusts of like 50 mile an hour oh gusts started coming through, and you started to see awnings start to take flight, yeah. become kites. So this is a perfect segue because at this point, I was taking off. I think I left Expo at like one o'clock, one uh, thirty. Started to head home, and oh my gosh, what an epic drive home! Like, I've never experienced so many weather patterns in a in a six hour drive yeah didn't even know it was possible <laughs> like when i left expo it was raining you actually drove like through parts that almost like was like black and white yeah. Right? yeah oh totally when i left when i left expo it was it was totally raining i stopped by to get a cup of coffee hit the road yep. and then not 10 miles outside of flagstaff it would turn into freezing rain yep and so and, hail and then another 10 miles turned into hail and then rain and hail rain and it was just cycling between the, and then snow right right when i hit the highest elevation <laughs> i was starting to get snowed on yep. and it was just insane then if that's not right. the worst of it yeah help yourself they're free yep grab whatever you like <laughs> um it was when i hit the desert about probably 40 miles outside of the colorado river outside of the state line yep. um it got worse the wind was going at a good 30 40 miles an yep. hour yep. um i started getting like good nickel sized hail so yeah, the weather was crazy. Yeah, I hit every every bit possible on the way home. Um, the, the last, the, the kind of the, the the bit on top, the icing on the cake was a sandstorm when I entered California. Nice. Like literally everything imaginable except for a tornado. Like that's the right. only thing I can imagine that would have been like. Yeah, it would have been too surprising, right? <laughs> right. With everything. Yeah, and I was driving home with um, with Rob. We met up on the highway because I had the ham radio on, and I called out, and he called back. And so we met up. He happened to be like two minutes behind me. And so we drove together. Rob from, uh, or Bob, sorry, Bob from Overland Bound. He's okay. the West director. Totally different person. Yeah, totally different person. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Bob from Overland Bound in the white, he's got a white JKU. And 
like I mean, gosh, even he was laughing at me when he goes, he goes, dude, you're cursed. That's so funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, so I guess the only other thing that really stood out to me from the event, aside from just having an epic time, uh, Mike Lever did a Stop the Bleed Clinic with uh, 511 Oh, yeah. You guys Field had a survival. that. I came by around. That was awesome. That was awesome. He's that intense. Was- Dude, he's, well, I mean, you put that much experience into one person, you better get some intensity, right? Yeah, like I was watching his him give His whole crew is like on point. I was watching him give the lessons and he yeah. was like, you must do this or you will well, die. And I was the like, stuff he's, damn. The stuff he's talking about is like life and death, you know? Is life and death. So, yeah, it's intense and it's and it's important. Yeah. And so I think his intensity is really to like drive home it is, the yeah. need to remember the stuff that he's like imparting to you. Right. Um, One thing that did stand out to me actually speaking of life and death was exactly that. He said that I remember and you you probably remember this too. Um, there was one lady he said that walked away when he started talking about death and and he had this kind of like you know anecdotal story about how look you need to get comfortable with death. Right. Right. And not because it's going to happen to everybody but because it's a real threat when sure. you're out in the in the wild and you're doing some things that are you know dude you roll over your jeep and you get like a crazy fracture that goes through an artery like you need to know how to stop that bleed right yeah so you need to be prepared for those scenarios to avoid death you need to understand it and respect it and not be not run from it but understand the causes of it you can't just cover your ears and act like yeah nothing's gonna happen real act like it's not a real thing so that was definitely something that stood out to me and i'm glad i stopped by the booth to hear him talk about it because it was it was intense, but it was definitely educational. Right. So, from there, the other part of uh, Overland Expo, I would say, is uh, the nightlife. Oh, yeah. And you know me, I like a good party. <laughs> yeah, the nightlife was pretty awesome. And <laughs> I think we started off. Saturday night. Oh, the raffle oh, okay. is about to get going. I say, uh, let's check out the raffle, and then we'll come back. We'll finish up. I'll talk about the nighttime. All right, let's do and, that. Uh, and we'll, we'll put episode 13 to bed. Okay, sounds good. Cool. So the nightlife was awesome. Um, what's really cool about Overland Expo is that everybody kind of knows each other, all the booths, um, the, the connection between sponsors and sponsored it's pretty solid. It's pretty tight, yeah. It's pretty tight. So uh, we started off our, I think Saturday was our big kind of like going out day. And we started that off with hitting up the Overland Bound event. Yep, yep. They had two kegs yeah. uh, out and all the members were there celebrating and kind of getting together. And just, it was like a mixer really, yep. kind of getting to know each other. Yeah. Kind of see everybody, yep. uh, share stories and whatnot. Um, that was right next to Snowmaster, which is one of my like close partners and, and my really good friend owns that company. Um, so I hung out with Todd over there and we just kind of shot the shit and then, you know, the conversation come up, came up about what was next and Fox was having a massive little oh, event. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fox, I know Fox pretty well from the bike industry and you know, right. This right, side, non bikes and yeah, they do the same thing in the bike industry where they kind of go big for the parties and stuff. And this, I was not, it was, was no disappointment. That was pretty rad. They had like three or four beers on tap. They had, yeah, they had three or four beers. They had their own cups, right? Their custom made event cups. And then if you got yep. a cup, it was basically bottomless beer. Yeah, you just kept awesome. coming back and they would keep refilling it. And then to boot, they had food and it wasn't just like whatever food. It was really good food. Yep. So you could just roll up, have dinner, have your beer and just hang out with basically the entire industry. It was like pizza. Yeah. It pizza, was like, pasta, salad. Like nice pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. Right up. 
Right on. Yeah, Fox did it up right. They had music going. They had these cool like outdoor lights, like uh, string lights, and I mean, it, it, they really did it up. It was pretty solid. So, yeah, and then uh, and then after that, of course, with all these parties, you ran out of beer. Right. And everyone decided, <laughs> hey, let's go to the hardcore lighting booth. So everyone took off to hardcore. And uh, and it was like a rave over there. <laughs> I can imagine a light company. Dude, there's like, they had, they had techno music blasting from like. That's hilarious. They brought out the like speakers that it, I guess they came prepared. They brought out right. like subwoofers, um, like a couple boxes and just started blasting beats. And then <laughs> like, I don't know, somebody had like la- like a little mini laser thing or like there was, was lights. Yeah, it was just going bananas. And then they were running around like pouring bourbon into people's mouths like as if you were in Tijuana. Oh my gosh. Like the only thing Straight that was missing was like, getting your head shaked and right, like uh, the, whistle. the whistle in your face. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that went off. Um, the lighting companies came pretty correct, I think, this yeah, year. Yeah. Between what Casey did and then this this hardcore party that our buddy John was at. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a good time, and then and then that kind of fizzled out, and I started. I just found myself walking aimlessly through the event. <laughs> You're like, and I oh, kept, he's like lost, just walking. No, through I wasn't lost. I was just <laughs> listening for like music and noise. And I kept finding myself at all these different parties. Everyone's having these little mini parties at their booths, basically. Yeah, and I crashed them all. Yeah, that's hilarious. So I like <laughs> not me, man. I went to bed. <laughs> I crashed. I crashed the. I crashed a trigger event. I crashed. Uh, <laughs> I crashed a moto event. So the moto guys were having a party with like live right. music, and I found myself in there and didn't. I don't have a bike. You know, <laughs> whatever. But, no one cares. Everyone's having fun, right? Like, but it's I just enjoy about, music and I drink beer. So, uh, yeah, it was. You know, it was that kind of event where you could just kind of event. Yeah, walk exactly. around, find find little like nooks, yep, and everyone's yep. just like, yeah, here's a beer, enjoy. Yep, so exactly. good times, good times. But yeah, and then of course coming back with the weather, I got a couple cool shots where I I videotaped like just darkness to my left, and I pan the camera over, and it's just bright sunny. You know. <laughs> um, Beams of light, yeah, just, just yeah. crazy nutty weather. It was, and, it was nuts. And the drive was, the drive was red. Some ways, somehow, my transfer case popped a leak, and uh, and I've got to take it back to the dealership. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, great, great, great time. That's pretty. That, that's pretty nutty. I, I didn't have that happen, but I definitely had like some just some mess i mean it was just the weather was just horrendous and yeah i don't know about you but for the first time the i was going into a headwind so strong i actually averaged um 11 and a half miles per gallon on the way home oh wow yeah, yeah. it was so bad yeah mine was my head the headwinds at one point i was like 8.6 yeah wow. which was an all-time low i think yeah for me. i was maintaining 70 miles an hour on a flat surface doing almost 3,000 rpm yeah it was crazy it like was every insane. time i let off the gas i could feel the entire weight of the yeah. vehicle shift. shift like yeah like the gas like applying applying the throttle was keeping me into the wind exactly and it as soon as i let up the wind would just be trying push to push you back. me back yeah, yeah it was crazy it was so nuts i've never experienced that strong for that consistent of time like it was basically hundreds of miles yeah. of just wind yeah any any idea of how to doing something fun or whatever no it was just like making miles getting back yeah <laughs> and i actually got back to see the kids before they were asleep which is rad yeah the winds at, were crazy at that point it was just a matter of getting home and getting home in one piece right, right? like <laughs> that was pretty much it but so that's expo i mean i think that's that that's probably a good spot um, to to stop it right there. The next episode, I I, I want to get into some of the trials and tribulations of of the ride home, and right. and kind of and actually more so when I got home, part two of working on Truckee and 
all the mess I with, saw with a, that. I saw a friend I just made, Mark, on the road in his Jeep. I saw his fender flapping. What? Ended up pulling over and helping him with that. Dude. Yeah. A fender flapping on the side of the road. Oh, he I saw did, the he picture. Didn't, he didn't even realize it as he was driving. Wow. I saw uh, a picture of that. Yeah, yeah. so that was, that was interesting. I think it's, uh, <laughs> my kids are getting a little restless. I think maybe it's time to pay those bills. Yep, time to pay the bills. <laughs> and this is just, again, we always talk about it, but the reality of what we do is we're out here with our families. You, yep. saw, you often bring Shannon, yep. your wife. Uh, I'll bring my wife. I'll usually bring my kids to some of these types of events. There's no getting out of it. Yep. Um, and so you'll hear them. You'll hear them in the background. <laughs> you might even around. hear me yell or shout or scream. <laughs> or just, you might hear the sound of what little left hair I have left right. uh, coming out right. of my, my head. Yeah. All um, right. But that's it. So first up, um, you know, sponsors been with us for a very long time since the beginning. Uh, Rig Supply. Yep. That's um, R-I-G-D supply.com. Yep. Go ahead and check them out. They've got tons of goodies from their ultra yeah, swing. Yeah, and actually, you know, speaking with Luke, it's like they've switched their entire model to they now sell all the things that attach to what they make. Yeah. And that is it. That's pretty cool. And they've partnered up with Rego. Yeah. And they, they made their ultra swing. They made their uh, the um, universal extension. swing. They yep. made their hitch extension. So you'll, you'll constantly see new products and new parts come out yep. from them. Uh, definitely give them a look. Uh, huge on the Toyota side of things. Uh, Fitting event to talk about them. Uh, they've That's got true. their 4Runner. They've got a Tacoma. Yep. Um, they're universal. Works for a lot of other makes and manufacturers. But yeah, I've seen them on Subarus. Yep. I've seen them on Fords and other other vehicles. They had a Ford Escape or something that had one mounted a short yep. while ago. But they're primarily Toyota for now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, and then of course, our boys over at Casey Highlights. I mean, yep. never enough good things to say about them. They always support us. Even, even like here... Uh, uh, the owner right. brought out an easy up <laughs> just to keep you sheltered. Just to keep us sheltered from the potential rain, which, knock on wood, never came. Yeah. So the event's I think, just I think about actually over. the storm's supposed to come at 1. It's 1240 right now as we yeah. wrap this up. Yeah. So we're going to uh, wrap we're it just up about and, to miss uh, it. and stay dry. So huge thanks to our, our friends at KC. Yeah. Um, and we, we now have something to offer you guys. That's right. Uh, listening to the podcast. No longer do you need to DM us. Just listen to our uh, podcast. And it is. RFD20. Yeah, that's Roger, Frank, Delta, the number 20, two zero. And that'll get you 20% off at the KC Highlights. That's outside. right. So get go get your 20% off. Yep. Get them Tell them Frank and Ollie sent you, huh? Yep. Get them goodies. That's right. <laughs> on that note, you know where to find us. We're at riggedfordirt.com. You can find us on Instagram at riggedfordirt. You can find myself at Truckee McTruckface and... Uh, Ali at Kate the Jeep and if you're just listening in for the first time because one of your boys told you hey check this out please go ahead and subscribe if you've been listening for a while and you haven't uh, given us a review give us a review good or bad we'll take it thanks so much guys thanks